don't give up. If they're sitting watching this podcast tonight feeling alone, you're like, well, that's fine. It's okay. Keep trying. There are people out there. You keep the faith. No, I think that's great. And I think it's, it's, it marks Valentine's Day, doesn't it? For people who maybe don't have someone out there at the moment. Welcome to a special Valentine's Day episode of Some Stutter Law. Naturally, this episode is about stuttering and dating. During our conversation today, our guests will be sharing the challenges and triumphs they face when navigating the unfamiliar and stressful waters of dating while living with a stutter. Thank you for joining me for this special interactive episode. We know this topic may be uncomfortable for some, but recognize it is a very important conversation to have. Before we begin, can we go around and introduce yourselves by saying your name, where you live, your occupation, and your marital status, married, single, and or currently in a relationship? I'll start. My name is Greg O'Grady. I am a person who stutters. And I'm retired and the host of Some Stutter Law, and I've been married for 32 years. Liz, we'll start with you. Sure. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Liz. Um, I'm 30. I use they, them pronouns. I live in St. John's, Newfoundland. I'm a musician, a songwriter, and a journalist. And um, I am single. Sang. Hi, everyone. My name is Sang. I'm also a person who stutters, uh, currently living in New York City, working as an IT support specialist at a local university. Um, I'm in a, a relationship. Carolina? Uh, uh, hi, my name is a Carolina, I'm in Toronto, Canada, and I'm a community support worker. And I'm in a real relationship. Robert. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Robert O'Brien. I'm living in Vancouver, uh, but I'm uh, originally from Duh. Dublin in Ireland. I work as a um, teacher and an author, and I am single. I forgot to say that I'm. I live in Mount Pearl, Newfoundland. So welcome everybody. There is much to talk about on what I consider to be a confusing and scary topic. 
Before you begin to provide your individual experiences and insights about stuttering and dating, a whole bunch of ideas immediately come to mind. Words such as confidence, questions about comfort levels, identity, disclosure, whether or not to disclose, when and how one discloses, fear of consequences such as disapproval, rejection, etc., benefits of disclosure, relief, self-respect, etc. What are your individual thoughts about these words and questions based on your individual experiences? So I'll go first. Uh, I, I, I'm from Newfoundland, a small town in Harbour Grace, and I was raised in a Catholic family. And uh, I had five other brothers and one sister, but I was the chosen one to be the priest in the family. And my parents, and as well as my brothers and sisters, were very protective of me. My parents especially, we're going back when it's about uh, 16 years old, 15, 16 years old. Uh, I, I spent a lot of my time at the altar, literally eating the altar rails. I was that religious. And uh, by my parents, uh, there, there were some girls who were very interested in me. And they used to pop by a few times to 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 visit. In in other words, they wanted to date me. My parents did not like that whatsoever, whatsoever. And uh, but anyhow, I sort of left and uh, explored the the priesthood possibility. And uh, so anyhow. Uh, but back then, because of the challenging environment, I had no confidence whatsoever, no confidence. And the advantage about, uh, I found that because I had no confidence, no feeling of self-worth, because I was ashamed of my stutter, I knew I stuttered. And I started to hide and avoid. I started to develop a, a lot of word substitution, which many of us are so familiar with. And I found that uh, this only, I'm talking about the below the surface of the stutter iceberg now, which we are familiar with, a feeling of isolation. However, I had one thing going for me, and which what, me, what made me feel, provided me a sense of false confidence, is that because I was meant to be a priest, I was treated differently within my community at home. However, but I was very protected, so I sort of I got along with hiding my stuttering. And in terms of dating, I had no interest in dating whatsoever, no interest whatsoever. But when, well, I think I was slow to mature. <laughs> so when I moved to Ottawa, I I spent some two years with the Oblates Mary Macklin. And uh, but this is where I realized more and more, you know, I could not hide anymore in terms of. Uh, hiding my stuttering so I had to really sort of uh, really in, 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 in many ways my stuttering became worse and I had I developed more and more secondary characteristics of the stuttering you know besides the prolongations the repetitions and the blocks I used to have this secondary uh, behaviors like if somebody asked me my name um, I would say look now look now look now look now this is my way of starting anything so that sort of reinforced my lack of self-confidence. 
and it, it reinforced uh, the the lower the my feelings of self worth, shame, and so on and so forth. So, in, so in terms of confidence, in terms of self identity, I had none of that whatsoever, none of that. However, uh, during that period, and I started to realize that. Uh, there, there, there was something else wrong with me, and then I realized that I, I had these, uh, besides being a, a closeted, uh, covert person stutter, I was also realized more and more that I was a, a closeted homosexual as well. So with all the shame and everything, it added to the the it added to my even less self confidence. So when I started to market myself in terms of starting to do, to uh, go on on scene, meet different, uh, uh, going into the gay scene, I started to hide my stuttering more and more, which unfortunately set me set myself up because because I learned my uh, I was able to uh, substitute. I actually got along, so when I met people, I was fine because uh, what I like more most of all is. Uh, I'm from the disco area, so I liked. I felt more confident in a noisy disco bar because nobody would hear me block whatsoever, and which means that uh, if if they, they they didn't hear a sound, like they blamed it on the the thumb thump of the music, which really worked out worked well. The problem was when when I sort of uh, got to know somebody, and uh, and then they uh, they started to hear me stuttering. It was a different story, but I tried my best to hide, which would have worked against any relationship whatsoever. And uh, so, so this was quickly my story, but I have so much more to tell. So, who who else would like to start? I can jump in. So, like Greg, um, I stutter and I'm gay, and it took me until the age of 32 to come out. I ended up writing a book about the whole journey, navigating the overlap. Greg touched on the shame and the self-hate and the hiding and having a stutter and being homosexual, it kind of reinforced each other. And really my experience, I had attended speech therapy after university and I had learned speech techniques to control my speech. And coming out late at 32 meant that um, I was ill-equipped to, to date. I had no idea. <clears throat> it was quite funny. Coming out was very easy. Everyone was very happy and thrilled. But I was left going, well, that's great. But how do I date men? And as an older, doing it older, you miss out. I missed out on those early teenage years of, you know, do you meet for coffee? Do you meet for beer? Do you go to someone's house on the first date? With the stuttering, I would disclose it. I had learned enough in my therapy and speech therapy to disclose the stutter and it took pressure off and people were usually fine they'd say oh I didn't notice because I'm also covert and it never really became a big thing initially 
And I was reading what Greg sent us earlier on these questions. As a relationship developed, it would begin to be more of an issue, like ringing to book a restaurant, for example, getting nervous, having a bad speech day, um, trying to educate the other person about the stutter. And then being gay and me being an egomaniac, I was like, am I a weaker man if I, if I can't be a man like my boyfriend, if I can't ask for a beer like my boyfriend? And I had that in my head too. <laughs> So it's been curious. It's a dance, but um, I still haven't figured it out. Um, so I kind of dated the first person at 19. And I... And, you know, things were going good. And I was like, all right, this is good. It finally happened. And, of course, then things just it turned out very, very bad. And it scarred me for a long time. And... I just didn't feel the confidence. Um, you know, I'd be the social person. Everybody enjoyed being, you know, let's go do this. But guys didn't see me as being the, you know, oh, look at her, right? And so my body image wasn't the best. And that persisted for a really long time, a very, very, very long time. And I just kind of got accustomed to, you know, it'll be me and I'm going to just, you know, go out and, you know, with my buddies and uh. A lot of the girls from my social circle, they were also not dating. So that kind of helped. Um, but I definitely was scared about being rejected. I'm scared about talking to somebody that didn't know about my stutter. And I just kind of gave up and kind of just said, you know, you know, I'm pushing 39. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, it's, you know, time's going, right? And I have to say that people say, like, you know, whenever you stop searching, then you're going to see. And people say, I hate that. I know. <laughs> I know. 
and I I got a Facebook request from saying and it just seemed oh yeah that guy stutters okay yeah sure and we kind of just started chatting and it just took off you know it did take time but it helped us both understood the struggle of the stutter of the past of you know mocking and school and doing speeches and teachers and you know lots of stuff and that definitely did it build a strong foundation. Thank you, Carolina. So saying she, uh, Carol, Carolina mentioned you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I guess I should go next. No, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So going back a bit. Yeah. In, um, in, in my early years, it was particularly hard for me to like um, deal with my stutter every day, just to do the you know day to day chats, communicating with other people. So for the most part, because of my stutter, I would feel like ashamed. I I isolated. So for the most part, I like just kept. To myself, um, I like had a small, a small uh, circle of friends, and uh, they they were mainly uh, boys, and so it it like wasn't until like a later age when oh uh, when I uh, started to talk to girls and um, you know mainly many meaning them in class in like um in like school so uh so like um I, I, for the most part you know i i um wasn't out there just to like uh you know find a partner look uh, uh start a be relationship it it like um just kind of came 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 naturally and and I especially with my first re, re relationship uh you know didn't like didn't like day until my uh you know late twenties going in in like to my early early like 30s but then 
yeah so no the the like first relationship didn't um didn't work out for for a a a a, like couple reasons but but then as i I grew grew older you know it um um dating started to be like um a a like higher pipe probably like already and and then you know fast fast forward to a bit yeah um i was able to meet carolina on on like facebook and yeah we we like just basically hit it off mainly because we have so so many so that many similarities, things in common, and you know that that like um, really made made things easier. Thank you, saying Liz. <laughs> Loved all of your stories. Thank you for the vulnerability. I was so touched by each by what each of y'all said, um, but for, 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 for different reasons. Um, so I guess I'm what a lot of folks would call a covert stutterer. I guess, um, but um, but I am of someone who stutters, and um, I I resonate a lot with the word shame because uh, I was visibly weird to everybody that knew me. Um, and of course, when you're young, not when you're young, but when you're children, you don't really know, you can't really describe why you're just like, that person's weird. I'm not sure why, because I was very much, and I stuttered too. So it was extra hyper, extra, like fast forward on the tape of me. Um, and I later realized I was also very, very queer. Um, so that didn't come out until I was like 10 or something. Um, uh, again, everyone has different um definitions of what queer means queer just means uh, to me it means like not straight um but i i didn't realize how much it was tied to my stutter and to my relationship with identity um until i kind of put all the pieces together and i realized that it was a part of me that i couldn't ignore um and that i deserved to stand in the truth of it so that to me, the queerness and the stuttering were really things that I couldn't try to hide anymore because it actually causes you a lot of anguish to try to hide that uh, for somebody else's benefit, which just, that doesn't sound like 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 a good way to live. Um, my first relationship, I was 16 and I was with him until I was 25. So it's a good chunk. Um, and uh, the first thing that I liked about him was that when I would stutter, he wouldn't look away. He wouldn't get awkward and go, uh, he would just look into my eyes and smile. And, um, I later learned that his little brother had a stutter. Uh, uh, so when I met him, I was 16 and he was the first person I ever met that ever stuttered. That wasn't me. And he said the same thing to me. He was like, I didn't know anybody else stuttered. Um, so there's like manners, I guess. And when you think about it, it's sad that something as simple, as basic, as polite, as looking at you while you speak was this big, like, oh, 
wow, what a good person. You know, you know, really nothing else about them. Um, but, but, but I will say this. Um, so I've been single now for four years and that's been a lot of like, I, I wear this ring, but it's, it's a wedding ring to myself. So I've been kind of doing a lot of discovery and stuff and doing a lot of research um, on um, on what all of that kind of means. And the more that I meet other people that stutter, I say, wow, like so many of the things in my life that happened were a lot of it, a, a critical, crucial piece was the fact that I was a person who stuttered and didn't own it. That was a lot of it. Um, and the, the, the shame and the lack of confidence that really affected me, especially in my line of work. I'm a linguist and I'm a journalist and I speak different languages every day. So be, be, being, I, I said this before in, in um, with some stutter law, people will hear a stutter and go, oh, you mustn't speak the language very well, which is not what's happening. <laughs> um, so I, I, didn't, I didn't realize how much it changes how people look at you. I call it the look when the person realizes that you stutter and they kind of, they might go, or they might go like any of those looks. I'm sure you're all familiar with them. Um, and I've, I remember people that I was interested in dating, they would come to my shows cause I play music too. And they'd be thinking it was so cool. And they would talk to me and then I would get the look and I'm like, Oh, they just realized I'm someone that stutters. Never mind. Next. <laughs> so it was kind of like that. So, um, so it's a really important story that not enough of us talk about. Um, and it's, it, I mean, if, if you're not someone that stutters, you would hear this topic and go like, you just date. What do you mean? How do you navigate dating? But if, if you're a person that stutters, you go, oh, this is a sandwich. This is a lasagna of issues that needs to be addressed. Um, and it's so much more than just one thing. There's like, I would say a dozen factors that play into it. So I'm really grateful to be a part of this and to hear y'all's stories. And I think it's going to be a lovely talk. Thank you very much, Liz. You know, when, when I think back of my experiences that, um, you know, I realized, as I was saying, I had no sense of self-confidence, no sense of self-worth or self-esteem. But I realized that I had one, uh, besides being a covert stutter, uh, stutter and was able to so, manipulate others, my environment, whatever. I had another thing going for me, looks. And I used my looks. <laughs> so which, which made me feel very important, very uh, um, chased after, for example. I know I'm sounding very shallow, but that's my history. And it was only when I started to uh, take speech therapy I started to realize that you know what's all this all what's all this smoke and mirrors all about you know uh, window dressings whatever and this is where I had to really sort of sit back and really sort of deal deal dig deep as to what was going on at the core level of the besides the physical stutter below the surface insecurities and whatever because it caused me so much uh, I guess heartache as 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 uh, Tina Turner says it goes beyond the physical attraction to really sort of a what's love got to do with it. But now, while reflecting back on your individual experiences with stuttering and dating, the good, the bad, and the ugly, would you have approached your stuttering and dating experiences differently? If yes, why? And if not, why? I'd say that dating's kind of a road. 
and you have to go to the streets to the boundaries, the mountain tops to get to the final destination. Uh, you cannot um, be access successful dater if you don't date, right? And it's a trial and error. And a part of also dating would also be you have to date yourself and kind of know your own self and become a better mm -hmm. person to be that better person if for somebody. Love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would totally agree with what Carolina just said. My default would be, I wish I had dated earlier. I wish I had come out at 16 and 17 rather than having to go through my first crush at 33, which was horrific. Um, but as I get older, in relation to our speech, I've begun to see it as a relationship with your speech and with yourself. And it's not really fair to kind of date someone. And in the past, I would have dated someone and had a lot of pressure. You know, are they going to accept me? That's the wrong question. Do I accept me? Can I show up fully formed or at least aware of where mm -hmm. my blind spots are? And that's what Carolina has just pointed to. And I think that comes mm -hmm. with, with age. And it's not just a speech thing. This, it's the, I mean, sexuality is a thing as well. And everyone, I think we forget as stutterers, if, if I was short, if I was bald, if I had a mole or a birthmark, everybody deals with these kind of issues. But for the speech and for the stuttering, it is. It's so ingrained in us and it's such a part of our identity that it does kind of become that. It becomes a relationship with ourselves and our speech. And if we make peace with that... Yeah then we can be truly there to meet someone else and not look to them to, you know, fix us. They can certainly understand us and support us, of course, but I've learned it's my responsibility to, to, to have that mm -hmm. dealt with and to not expect it with someone else. And I think that comes with age. Thank you, Robert. And I'm still single, so I don't know if it's... Yeah, I agree. <laughs> don't know if it makes any sense. Sorry, sorry, Sang, I just had to put that in because it sounded very, no, very profound. It's okay. And it's like, but wait, oh, you're no, also still okay. single. So I also, yeah, I need to some... practice 
Yes. <laughs> what I preach. <laughs> no, like, sorry, Sam, go ahead. No worries. Mm, 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 time right because your mm -hmm. person also mm -hmm. and needs to be prepared right and it can seem a long time mm -hmm. speaking from you know experience but after you find the person, you go, oh, it's just so worth it, worth all the times all the tears all getting upset and mad and it, yeah it, it is it's nice it's very very nice <laughs> thank you <laughs> oh yeah i mean uh, uh going and going back to what you said about yeah uh with uh, with experience comes f comes from age, you know. Uh, oh, we we are a lot better off now than than when we began. But yeah, uh, we are all on on our own like, journey, own journey, whether it's uh, with like stuttering, whether it's with uh, we. Uh, relationships. Um, th there is no right or wrong, but uh, um, one, one I, one I think that I would like to say is that you know once you do be, be like in a relationship and you find that special someone, you know you, uh, you are, you are, able to uh, you know, lean on them as. And then you are able to um, sort of so support each other in in any possible yeah, way. And, that and that also does it push people make it easier. Call for pizza, even though. The person says no. Somebody can nudge them. You have to call for pizza this time. Yes, that happens. Mm -hmm. That happens a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ordering on the phone is like per perhaps the worst worst thing mm -hmm. or, uh, for people who mm -hmm. who, who, who like, 
better. Even, even today, I hate telephones. Yeah. Liz, do you sense. have anything to say about this? this? So the, the question was, um, has it affected our approach in dating? Was that the question? Yeah, like when you're looking back now on your experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly, would you would you have approached your stuttering and dating experiences differently? Hmm. Um. I'm 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 probably gonna sound a, a little bit naive when I say this, but I, but I don't think so. Um, I think in friendships, I was way more repressive of who I actually was. But like I said, the first relationship I had, it was pretty obvious that I had a stutter. I mean, it was just like, yeah, okay. Um, so I was ne I never had to hide it. And when I pursue women, they don't really care. Um, I think, again, I don't, I don't think it's a gender thing. I think that it's, you know, whether someone is accepting or not. Um, so, but I've never conducted myself in relationships where I was... Um, um, I guess hide, hiding a stutter, hiding parts of myself. Sure. Um, I went on a date like two months ago with this person who had never met someone who stuttered before. And it was, uh, I, the only word that I have for it is cringy, uh, through no fault of their own. Um, uh, so like she'd never heard her, her heard anyone stutter before. So whenever I would get stuck on a word, she would suggest a word to me that was usually never the right word. Um, <laughs> and, and it reminded me of being a child because it can be quite uh, infantilizing. Um, when, when, I, when, when, I, when I was little, my, um, my dad, who's a lovely man, please don't judge him for this, but you, know, you don't know what you don't know. So let's say tw 25 years ago, if I were stuck on a word and it was an obvious word like... Um, I'd like to get a cup of t-t-t, he would say, um, a, a turtle? And I'm like, no. Um, so that's what this person was doing. Thinking it was being funny and kind of reducing the stress for me, uh, which was not how it worked. And I asked the person, um, I said, have you ever met someone that stuttered before? Being kind of like, uh, under, like, this is your first time meeting someone like me, isn't it? And she goes, no, I stutter. Now, I'm not going to say that she doesn't stutter, but I've never heard her stutter before. But I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure that you've all heard this too, when people say, oh, I stutter too, um, when they may just get really excited sometimes. Anyway, all I mean to say is I, I had to kind of educate that person. And, and we unfortunately have to take that role sometimes, whether we want to or not, we have to educate people. And it's really hard yeah. to be gentle because it can be, it's like, it's like picking a scab, like a really old, deep wound. And whenever somebody pokes at it, you're like, oh, that still hurts. And you're kind of gentle in every single time. Because even though you've li lived, li 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 lived that experience for like 20 years, this may be their first time doing it. So it's new for them. Mm -hmm. um, so, so I think recently I've had to be more of an educator when it comes to dating people. Because when they hear I have a stutter, they usually, um, I'm not sure if it's a Newfoundland thing, uh, Greg, but people will, again, I'm a Newfoundlander too, I should say this, I'm a Newfoundlander too, but people will often joke about the sound, and, and, and believe me when I say it, these are my people, they're not being rude, they're just ignorant, like they just don't know that that's 
hurt somebody's feelings. I'm like, oh, do, 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 do. And I'm like, I actually have this daughter. And then they usually look mm-hmm. mortified and they'll usually give me a mm-hmm. hug or something. Um, but uh, they just don't know what it's like. So mm-hmm. I try to, it's changed how I approach my dating currently. So I guess, I guess my answer actually, after all, is yes. Um, because I have to go in it now with a much more patient, not, not, n- not one of my strong suits, ironically, as a person that stutters, but with more patience and with the belief and the realization that I may be the first person they've ever met that stutters, mm-hmm. which is tough. Thank you, Liz. Mm-hmm. What, what advice and or strategies for success can you provide other people who stutter who are considering entering these unfamiliar and stressful waters of stuttering and dating for the first time? Well, my advice is if you're looking for somebody to save you, if you're looking for somebody to reinforce a sense of self-worth, don't date. You really need to be authentic. You really need to find out who you are because, the, I mean, I'm, this is lessons learned from, from my past experiences because the more that I sort of uh, had all these smoke and mirrors, I was really sort of giving the other person my sense, um, my power, my power, and uh, I was losing my own sense of identity and individuality, which I hadn't done anyhow. But all my emphasis was getting a pat on the back, approval, whatever. So really, in one sense, I was becoming my own bully. And in, in many ways that I was defeating any hope of developing any sense of uh, self-worth. So based on so it, it, it's a journey. It's a journey towards authenticity. And, it's, and it, it can be a lifetime journey. It's a lifetime journey. But I think, I mean, we were all saying the same thing, I think. We need to be authentic and be honest from the very beginning and with ourselves. We've got to find I'd ourselves. Also Go ahead, Carolina. Say, be unapologetically to. Be silly, be sad, be excited, be upset because the person is going to accept the entire package. And I can be really, really silly. And see <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I would, I, I would say it may sound, sound, sound cliche, but just be yourself. Be, be like you know, like true, true, like. True to yourself, know know like um who who you are, and um when um when you know, I you're um approaching the start of a re, re, relationship, just 
I would say have a different different sense of ex expectations when meeting the other person. Don't don't like be um hard hard on them if like if like they don't fully understand your your um like situation your like stutter you know give give them a a like a chance to um learn to understand you and then if it like and then if it doesn't work out out the first time um you know um you can um you can move on to the find finds to to find someone more uh come come compatible with you so it's all a matter of uh you know um moving out of your com comfort zone a bit and eggs exploring you know Testing the the like waters, on on like until you like find that 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 perfect match, or so. Mm. Yeah, I <clears throat> I think I think firstly we should acknowledge that everybody or most people get nervous dating. It's not unique to us. Um, and I think there's a space there to be aware. We do tend to think it's just us. The person on the other side of the date could be just as nervous. And that's where we actually have an opportunity. The vulnerability to talk about having a stutter could open up a conversation. And you can also gauge how the other person reacts, like Sang said. You know, you... And like I think Liz said, we we may need to educate this other person, and that could be a great c conversation to have. But I think the most important thing is around self-worth. We do deserve to find love just like, you know, everybody else. And this thing about, you know, needing to fix our speech before. I used to think if I was fluent, I would just magically find someone. And, you know, again, the age and the experience have tempered that where it's like, well, no, if it, if it isn't a stutter, I'd find some other thing to knock my own self-worth down. And I think that's where we should be cautious when we're going into any mm. situation, whether it's a date or a job or a telephone call. We deserve to live a life as full as everyone else. But that being said, when it's a date and you have expectations, yeah, you do want to find that perfect someone. I mean, of course. And I think it's just being kind to ourselves and kind to the other person and patience. We'll see what happens. And and to keep to keep getting out there. You can't expect mm -hmm. someone to just turn up. I think if you want to meet someone, there is a responsibility to take the actions to put yourself out there. So there's yeah, it's it's but it's a it's a very human thing. I think it's a very human thing. Like we often talk about stuttering as a very specific issue but dating is rather broad and there's a lot of overlap so yeah that's what i think mm -hmm. 
Thank you, Robert. Liz? Yeah, I, um, there are too many favorite quotes from each one of you to fit them all into <laughs> what I'd like to say. Um, I loved what Sang said about uh, giving the other person the opportunity to learn. I love that. Oh. Um, and uh, uh, what, uh, what, what Carolina and Robert both said about self-worth is really, really big. That's been my lesson last year, and, and, I, and I hope the lesson stays around for as long as I do, quite frankly. Um, and, um, and that you can date and be your full realized self as a person who stutters. I didn't know that was a thing that we could do. Um, so what, 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 when I was in speech therapy, I think I was in like elementary school and then I stopped in junior high. Um, the, the thing was to cure it. And that, and that was the word they would use. Bless their hearts. That was the word. Actually, even in French, I've, I had a friend, a dear friend of mine, give me a book that said, guérir mon bégaiement, to heal my stutter. And I was like, wow, is it the disease? And it just totally changes the way that you view it. Um, and that one day we kind of have this mentality of like, oh, I'll be happy when, or I'll be, I'll find somebody when, but you actually can find somebody and be happy now. Um, and you don't have to change anything. That like, I mean, of course, show up as your best self, of course. But that you as yourself, you are already whole. You know, no one's perfect, but we're all yeah. complete. So that was that, that. That's what I would give as as advice to little me, and that's what I would give as advice to anyone that stutters that wants to get 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 involved mm. in dating. Yes, darling. Oh no! Uh, after. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally good. I'm just, I'm just grateful. And I'm just in awe. Okay. I just was gonna say enjoy the ride enjoy enjoy the ups and downs and meeting people and also it taking your time dating meeting you know doing stuff you know, sometimes people meet somebody and, okay, well, now you got, you know, just take your time and enjoy life together. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking that we uh, we have touched on, on one of the questions. The next question is going to ask, like, and that's like, what advice for individuals who stutter that based on their previous unsuccessful dating experiences, 
may have decided to step away from attempting to find the right mate. Do you have any advice for not giving up on the quest? And uh, so I think I feel that we we've, we've touched on that in many ways because you know just you know just a look mm -hmm. at at the five of us here tonight. We all have histories. We all have histories of successful relationships, uh, unsuccessful relationships, but we kept going. And I think the most important thing is Caroline, Carolina hit it on the head as well. You've got to be, um, you know, you have to, you know, well, you can't step up. You've got to be gentle with yourself and keep on trying. You know what I mean? And it's like uh, two steps forward, one steps backwards. It's almost like we, 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 we learn from our experiences, but don't let our negative experiences shut down everything, you know? I think I think is you know I feel it's is like uh, looking at the five of us here tonight being so open and honest and and Liz brought this up up earlier as well that we we you know we you know just to come on this uh, some sort of law tonight to talk about this sensitive vulnerable area where we're very vulnerable yet just to look at the five of us we are accomplishments based on our history based on our as almost as if we need to embrace and befriend our negative experiences as part of us moving toward authenticity and also being for the our partner as well, you know? So we learn, and I think that's the only way we can mm -hmm. do is just uh, keep testing the waters, but don't, don't give up the quest. Anything else to add to that? No, I think that's great, and I think it's, so, it's, it marks Valentine's Day, doesn't it, for people who maybe don't have someone out there at the moment, don't give up. If they're sitting watching this podcast tonight feeling alone, you're like, well, that's fine. It's okay. Keep trying. There are people out there, and you keep the faith. Yeah. And do something special for yourself. As, as one of you said, that uh, mm -hmm. date yourself. Do something special on yourself or for yourself on Valentine's mm -hmm. Day. Well, one last question is that, uh, right. and this calls for another uh, second, uh, second, uh, some sort of episode, <laughs> a follow-up episode. But anyhow, our last question. Does being a person who stutter give you any special qualities that people who don't stutter might lack lack in the world of dating. Example: Are we better listeners? Do you want me to reread the question? No. I think I'm good. It's just a really great question. I'm really thinking about it. That's a good question. It was. Yeah. You're, you're on your yeah. game, Greg. Yeah. I think self awareness. <laughs> well, you see, it, uh... sorry. I would say I would think self. Oh no, Robert! You... No, yeah. I mean, obviously, listening and patience, and I think we would be very honest. We, you know, give a lot of ourselves. But I think as daters, self awareness is what comes to me first. Like mm -hmm. when you have a bad date, and you're like, oh, you know, you know, everyone's wrong, and I just haven't found the right person. And then you come home and you think now. Been on 20 dates. What's the common element? 
and you have to you know begin to look look <laughs> at ourselves and just as people who stutter i think we are more in introspective and and we are more aware of what i think we have to offer too because we you know we have we have qualities outside of our stutter and i think just just by just by the nature of the beast that self awareness comes in which on the dating side i think can be very beneficial you can take responsibility for yourself you know and that i think mm-hmm. is actually quite sexy i think people would find that very sexy too you know here's someone who isn't afraid to admit when they're wrong here's someone who isn't afraid to admit what they yep. want and so that that totally. that i think is a huge thing and that i i mean i've felt it i'm very clear on who i am good and bad and I care less as I get older about sharing that because you're like, look, if we have a 40 minute coffee date, okay, here's the good, here's the bad, take it, leave it, you know? And it's, and it's, it's actually very empowering. And that's what I think we, we would, we would bring. You're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Love that. Yeah. Um, honesty really comes to mind too. I agree. Uh, self-awareness for sure. I'm going to say insight as well. We're kind of like hyper aware. It can actually be a problem sometimes, but let's just talk about it as a good thing. Um, another thing that I think people who stutter that we're particularly adept at is choosing our words with intention. Because especially if it's a hard topic, like emotionally to get into, or whether we know they contain a lot of sounds or like, I don't want to say problem sounds, but like sounds that we might get stuck on. If we know how important it is to speak up and to say what you want to say. So I feel like that's a really good quality too. Um, and and I agree with what Greg said. We're, I think that we're actually better listeners because because we know how important it is to feel heard. And, um, and I think it's only fair that if that whenever somebody gives gives you the opportunity to speak and they listen, um, we don't take that for granted. Um, that's what comes to mind for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say uh, that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, I'll be quick. Um, I'll just say that, yeah, uh, in in uh, in a petition to be um, no a better like listener, uh, people who, people who like tend tend to be more compassionate, uh, uh, to be able to like uh, be more on our emotional side, uh, be em- empathetic sympathetic to like the other person we uh, uh we would be able to um uh, right, put our vulnerable side out there and and then you know to to like not be afraid to like you know let um the other 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 person know because yeah mm-hmm. you know it'll it'll be part like part 
part like particularly hard for us to hide the fact that we like that we that we like stutter so why did i just put your 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 thyself out there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's like yeah. Uh, i believe you alluded to this earlier robert that you know people who stutter non-people who stutter would uh, we have to be sensitive and supportive of each other in terms of we have to be aware that we're both threading in unfamiliar waters here and I think uh, because we as people who stutter uh, have well there's no comparison but we're very vulnerable but we are learning from our vulnerabilities which means that we're able to be honest with this person and I think this is there's an opportunity for a non-person who stutters to realize how important it is to be vulnerable and open and honest because you're saving a lot of time in any potential relationship. <laughs> yeah. I'll also just say that I'm somebody that I'll put my best forward. I'll be prepared. I'll plan and that can stem back to the stutter you know you gotta prepare to speak you 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 gotta kind of know how you're gonna say some thing and I'm a pretty organized person and and that just helps me to feel better, right? I'm prepared, I know, and I'm going to do my very best. And if my very best doesn't suit somebody, well then, (laughs) bye-bye. <laughs> Love it. So true. So 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 does anyone else have any last pearls of wisdom now? Good. Uh, 
just saying and maybe saying can also time in but I have to say that I've really enjoyed these last five years of getting to know saying of dating saying and yeah there's been a lot of tough times there's been a pandemic there's been a border shut down but I've been happy, so happy and glad it took this time because I Felt prepared to date somebody, to give to somebody, and so yeah. So so just have to be patient. Okay, guys. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, That's great, Carolina. Thank you. Saying, do you want to add to that? And absolutely, I I feel 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 the exact same way. Uh, we we have like learned so much from each other, and uh, no, we are uh, we we are only able to like you know grow from here. So so it's been. I've been wonderful, and uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, we are a like a like a good example of of like what can happen if if like you know you you would put put, put your your like your like help out there. Don't don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. and, you know, mm. well. Whether it's meeting, uh, meeting uh, on another person who and who also stutters, that's like a added plus. You know, that's like um, that's like winning winning the like lottery you know <laughs> so yeah go for it. it is it's so true saying and I'm, I'm just thinking 
listening to you and uh, uh, Carolina speak. You see, Robert and uh, Liz aren't aware of that. Uh, Carolina and uh, Robert were uh, were guests on Some Stuttered Law for Valentine's Day last year. And uh, so, so we had a great conversation. And it's amazing, based on what I see now, that uh, your your relationship is flourishing. You know, so there's a lot of love, there's a lot of caring, and and yes, I mean, there's, there's a lot of give and take, but still, you you know you you know you you both are great role models for for people who stutter, who are sort of um, are challenged with stuttering and dating. So so thank you know, thank thank you both again for being on the. Uh, this Valentine's Day, but you know, in 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 in, in many ways, the I mean, five of us are so blessed. We're so blessed that just to 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 be here today to to share our our lived experiences, to share our vulnerable abilities, that that, that says something. And uh, and so just you know, just just to be here. And you know, I mean, we you know, we are accomplishments, and hopefully. Our listeners will, will realize that that it, it is it is a journey, and being honest, this dating and uh, starting a dating is definitely a challenge. But you know, in 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 many ways, we're all success stories, and we have to keep this in mind. You know, acknowledge the the, the negatives, acknowledge the challenges, but we learn. And I was reading some, uh, a little statement early on this week is and you mentioned as well Carolina it's not the journey that counts is it, I mean it's not the finished product that counts it's the journey it it you know it 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 is a journey of re you know, reconstruction getting to know who we are and the lessons that learn it's all part of that that journey and recognizing that so you know yes. so you know thank you all very much for being part of uh, some study law, and uh, so so you 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 uh, the four of you have have made my Valentine's Day. Thank you. So thank you very much, because we really have learned. We've learned. So. Thank you.